Do you want a little help? Don't worry about me. Fighting that little beast made me start thinking about the animals I left behind on the island, and so I let my guard down. Now to fight like I mean it. All right. What's going on? It's your boy SKIP.88 here from Blurred over here to bring you another awesome interview with this great brother below. We're going to let him introduce himself the way he want to be introduced, and we're going to go ahead and get this thing taken away. Good sir, it's all on you. Let the good people know who you are, and go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, you got it. My name is Donovan Matoyer. I also go by the Classy Ninja on the show, American Ninja Warrior. I am a six-time veteran of the show, competed six times. It's been a great experience, and I'm happy to be here to answer any questions that you guys have and give you a little bit of who I am and how I got to where I am today. Boom. Yeah, y'all heard that right. He's a six-year veteran on the show, American Ninja. So, yeah, this this brother, I mean, he, he could do it. And not only he's a six-year veteran, the man, t- tell him how you, what you do it in, too. Now, that, that, set, <laughs> that set it off right there. So I, I always, like, when I first started, I wanted to uh, stand out a little bit more. And I, I seen people like, uh, you know, fictional characters like James Bond or Jason uh, Statham do cool stuff in a suit. So I was like, dude, I can bring that elegance and style to the course as well and do it in the suit. And it's been trial and error, but I found the perfect mixture of material and a company that makes a, a, a um, active suit is what I like to call it. So I can move around and not be as restricted as you're wearing a traditional suit. So... I found that company, and I've been rocking ever since. Well, there it is. This man, he, he's classy with it, y'all. He's very classy. He's a classic man. You could be this mean when you look this clean. That's a classic man. <laughs> Bars. But, man, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, bro. And my question is going to be, this. What, where are you from, originally from? I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. I am currently still here. I just live in, like, the Lee Summit area, which is, like, 20, 10, 15, 10 minutes away from Kansas City. But that's where I've been my entire life. Okay, awesome, awesome, man. And the first question I'm going to ask off to kick it off, everybody likes me to ask this question, so I'm not going to fail them on this. So, Mr. <laughs> Classy Ninja, what makes you a blurred? You know, I, I, I feel that I, I invite a lot of things. I'm like, I'm into anime. I love anything sci-fi, geek culture. I'm like all about it. And just here to like inspire people, and I, I just feel like that's what I've been put here to do. So as long as I, I can do that and look good while doing it, and just help everyone out, I feel that like I I, I fit I, I fit it perfectly. I feel it. I feel it. I like that answer. Now the next question to follow up that one: How do you feel, and what do you think about the word and term blurred? 
I, I feel that it, it encompasses a, a, a lot of different things, a lot of different aspects of life that some people are afraid to um, express, so to say. And just like just like with um, after the African community and like in anime, if you were to like anime back in the day, you were more likely to be labeled and get made fun of. But now during this day and age, everyone there's. There's like they're like athletes wearing anime shirts and shoes and jackets and just express it's, it's become acceptable now and I feel like I mean it 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 has come to the forefront and it's it's great to be in the spot. I feel it. I like that answer. I like that. And the reason I always ask those two questions to see you know just to get a feel because I don't want to make the person comfortable and you know some people say you know what is a blur mm-hmm. I give them definition of it and you know it's like well yeah I can fit that and you also have some people who don't want to be labeled as that because you know new generation twenty twenty one nobody wants to have labels on themselves so I mean, oh I yeah you got to be politically correct. There, there you go. So you got to be careful. So that's why I do the respect the first to ask those first two questions because I don't want to disrespect or harm anybody for asking those questions what I ask. No problem, man. No so, problem. <laughs> so you, you ain't mad enough at me for asking them questions now. I want to know because I ain't trying to get Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm A-OK. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. So... And, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, we saw, we see all the superhero movies, anime, and we always see the backstory, the origin story of these superheroes, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, sir. So, tell us your backstory, your origin story of how you became to be. Man, it's not it's not as, like, tragic as Batman's or anything like that. <laughs> oh, but, <wow>. um, <laughs> essentially, I... I you know, in school, in school, I always my my dream was to always be like Mike. That was the top person in the NBA, and arguably still is. You know, the greatest player of all time. Fast. And I just wanted to be like Mike. I just I just wanted to play basketball. And sophomore year of high school, and not sophomore year, freshman year of high school, tried out for the team. I was uh, I was nothing nothing special, nothing 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 to look twice at. And I was like, all right, you know, this this is still what I want to do. I want to be like Mike. I want to be posterizing people, you know, having <laughs> sports drinks and all these other things. And then my senior year of high school, I mean, not senior year, sophomore year of high school came up, and I tried out again for basketball. And then my coach told me that I was not good enough to play basketball. Wow. And him being an authoritative, authoritative figure and me being young and naive, I was like, well, he, he knows what he's talking about. So didn't play, didn't try out for basketball anymore. Went to track and field, did the long jump and triple jump. And I went to a school that couldn't, if it wasn't basketball or football, they really didn't put too much funding into it. So track and field to practice the long jump, I had to like run in the basketball gym and jump on this high pad that was like three feet, three feet high by eight foot wide. So that was my practice there. There was no jumping into sand or anything like that. So it was it looks pretty tough. They also wanted me to do um, uh, hurdles, which we didn't have any hurdles. Again, if it's not basketball or football, they didn't care about it for real. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of tough to go on those sports. And my, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, like my coach for those events, the triple jump, the long jump, came from my math teacher of all people there, because the people that were like teaching track didn't know anything about the technique of the triple jump. So my my mathematics coach taught me how to triple jump. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So so doing so, so doing like the rest of my high school year, I started watching this channel called G Four and I was like, Oh dude, they have anime, they have video games, they had just everything that I like. So I started watching G four 
And then they had this show called Ninja Warrior. I was like, what is this? And then it was the Japanese version. They had, they had all of these awesome Asian competitors running through the course because it's in Japan. And they, they, they had some international competitors come over. But I was just watching these guys and all my dude, they're playing on a giant playground of obstacles right now. And I can totally do this. So watching this show and then they, uh, then like a few years later, they come up with the American Ninja Challenge. And this was an opportunity for an American to submit a video and be shipped over or flown over to Japan to compete on their course. And I was like, this is my opportunity. So I start filling out the application. It was like, you must be 21. And I was only 17 at the time. Oh. Super heartbreaking. Right. So I was like, oh, man, just just forget it. Um, you, I started going. I went to college, got my associate's degree. And then I found out that it was like down here in the United States for like four seasons and I didn't know. And I was like, okay, season five, let's put in a video. And I got accepted. And ever since then, the, the rest is history. Oh, man, that is awesome. That... <laughs> well, that, that is amazing. So, and, and, now, and some questions I wanted to ask about the show. And you probably mm-hmm. can help me to understand more. So I know... Yeah. Somebody like me, you say, I like, oh, I could do that and get on the show, and I fail on the first course. So I know there's some training, there's some techniques that okay. you have to do. So how, so how do you prepare yourself to 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 actually do all those obstacles that we see on the, on the television? So that is a great question. So when season with the first season that I got on there, there were zero ninja gyms down here so you could not practice on some of those obstacles mm-hmm. so like so the, the the most iconic one is the waterfall like that half pipe wall to practice that you would have to go to a skate park to practice on their half pipe so that's how you practice on that one those other things like the cinema ladder where you hold the bar and you have to go up those rungs that is very specific to i mean you can do a pull up and reach and grab another bar but taking a bar with you is a different obstacle all in itself and that's all technique based so after the first year, I um, if there were no gyms, some people at the time built backyard courses. So I would have to travel to uh, somewhere in Kansas. One of my friends, Chris O, he he like built an obstacle course in his backyard. He had a wharf wall, cliffhanger, and those obstacles that you need to get that technique on and actually touch to be able to do. Some of those things on the show you can get through without training because it's not as technical, but the other things on the course, you're going to have to actually get into a gym and practice on that obstacle to get it. Mm, man. So, yeah, thank you for teaching me because I know that the part you yeah. tell me, you got to do the pull up and take the ball. We're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on coordinated. I, yeah. So, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't and then do like, this part. Then, <laughs> and then if you don't have that obstacle, if you're like if you're like doing a pull up and you can clap and then come back down and grab the bar, that time that you're taking the pull up and clap, that part of weightlessness that you have in the air, you're just going to use that time to move that bar up and down. So if you don't have it at the gym, just do a pull up, clap, come back down. Pull up, try to clap twice, come back down. The longer you can stay in the air, the more time you're going to have to position that bar anywhere you want to. Oh, man, that is awesome. And so <laughs> to answer to answer my next question for you, how was it being your first time being on the show, knowing, you know, you're on national television and you got people there looking at you. So how, how was that feeling? Uh, it, it, it was, it was surreal to, for lack of a better word, it was super surreal when I, when I got there and I was like, cause you couldn't get, you couldn't get like within 
five feet up the course, so they had some barricade there where you couldn't get on there. And I was looking at it, I was like, dude, this looks a lot smaller in person. <laughs> but, uh, of course, I'm standing, like, 20, 30 feet away from I'm like, this it looks a lot smaller. So, I mean, you you see, like, the when the night comes, they got the strobe lights going, you see all these people showing up, you're like, dude, it's getting real right now. All these people <laughs> are showing up, they don't, they, and, they, and they don't know you, it's your first season, they don't know you, they, they, they have their favorites, they're mm-hmm. looking for them, and you get it to the start line and everything is, is proportioned now. Everything's the right size. You're like, dude, what is going on here? <laughs> you got some person telling you good luck before you go. And I said, all right, head up to the stage. And you get up there and you just see water, obstacles, people to your left and cameras. And you're like, okay, <laughs> it, it's, it's go time now. And it's, it's like, once you do it more and more, it becomes natural. Just like anything, like you do things, you do more, you do things repetitively, it, it becomes natural. So now it's not as big of a deal when I get up there, but that first time it's it's like okay, this is what this is what I wanted, this is what I put in my submission video for, this is what I've been training for, and I'm gonna leave it all on the course. That is awesome, man. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And you know what's funny because you know I've watched you before many a times. So mm-hmm. one day I was just at work, my auntie tagged me in the video. I was like, okay, this this is the first time she ever did this. She said, Mike. I was like, what's up? You should send him a shirt. I look, I was like, oh, all right. No, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'll get the young brother on, have an interview with him just for you. Because my auntie's <laughs> like, okay, you know what, auntie? I got it. I'll do it just for you. Just for you. <laughs> I said, I'm going to try. You, I'm going to try because I'm like, because, you know, this, he probably a busy man. And he probably like, I don't know who this is, so I'm not going to respond. So I was like, I'm going to try my best. So. <laughs> um, no, I'm like, it's like. They're like, like I'm not. I don't consider myself a celebrity. F I am. I'm not an A list. I'm like all the way in the W or the Z's or something like that. I'm not there yet. I still got a long way. To go. I still have a long way to go, without a doubt. And I, I'm, I'm not like one of those A list celebrities that's gonna like stiff arm everybody. It's like, nah, you can't come over here. I'm like, if there's an interview to pop up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna reach as many people as I can. Tell them awesome. my story make those connections and, you know, make things happen. So I, I am not a secluded person. I'm willing to give, give out the information as much as I can. So I'm, I'm all for it. Awesome, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you now, you are already a celebrity already for what you're doing, you know, for putting on for the culture. So that's in itself. You are already a celebrity. So we'll go ahead and get your flowers right now. That's, that's what we're going to do. So, and my next question is going to be to you. So I see everybody, I'm reading the comments while you was talking and people are looking in your background, they see the manga, they see the, <laughs> they see the dragon dagger, they see everything. Oh, so, yeah. so growing up as a kid, what was your first love into this this community? Like, was it anime? Was it the Power Rangers? Was it Transformers? Mm. What was it? What was it that Man. they caught that caught your interest? <laughs> Funny enough, like I had a different background. It was just like playing. I was like, I need, I need to show them what I'm about back here. So I was like, <laughs> moved it over here instead. But I want to say, like my my first my first thing probably had to be Ghostbusters. To be honest, it was Ghostbusters. That that was my show, and I don't think uh, I mean I got the Ecto. You know, I got the Ecto one up here, and that that was my first thing. And then like once Power Rangers came up, oh dude, I was all over Power Rangers. <laughs> my favorite Ranger still to this day is Tommy Oliver. I mean I love Jason David hey. Frank. I I mean, I, it was it was so crazy. I I went to a, a a con that we had in Kansas City here, and he was there, and I had on I, 
the 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 shield I had on was one of those styrofoam, not styrofoam, but it was like one of those puff shields. It wasn't the rigid one. And he was like, hey, this this is what we use on the show during certain takes. And I was like, I'm happy I bought this shield now so many years ago. <laughs> and then he, he even like got him on here and say, Donovan is going to be the next American Ninja Warrior. And I was like, Tommy, you like, I don't know. It's, just, it's like. <laughs> It's like we like I think it's like a saying that you don't want to meet your childhood heroes because some other some negative thing is gonna happen. But dude, that was the best experience I had with one of my childhood heroes to this day. So thank you, JC David Frank, for that experience. So yeah, Ghostbusters, then Power Rangers, and then after in high school, that's when Toonami started to pop up, and then I caught Winter Dragon Ball Z, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is that got me into the anime right there. Okay, and somebody said he put that dagger up only to flex. That's like, nah, I don't think he put up that desk to flex. He, he, he legit, he, 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 he ain't new to this. Oh, yeah, he, he, he love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I got, it's just like some <laughs> anime back here. Baki, Hong, Mabiga, Tenchi. It's like just uh, Shin-Chan. I like Shin-Chan. That's funny stuff. Since, but, oh, my God. But just like, I, 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 I'm about it, dude. It's like I got a child. And like I don't know if too many people like horror things, but Child's Play, Chucky, that that series, just hey. I don't know, it, it super fun. And I was fortunate enough to find a good guy doll, and not one of those like Fisher Price ones that I had when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny fact with like I I wanted my doll to come to life so bad, dude. It was it was crazy. I like even tried to bury him in my backyard, and he didn't come to life, obviously. But I was. <laughs> you see the look on wait. Like, I, Hold on, I got to take yeah, the Yeah, I off. see. Because I'm watching the movies, I'm like, why are these people being murdered by the? It's like he's a dog. I mean, I know, I know they're like they had to do certain things in the movie to carry the the plot along. But I'm like, if it came to life, there's no way this dog is gonna take me out. So, so you telling me if you if so let's let's say this. So if you was in the Chucky world and you was in the movies and a dog came to life, you think Chucky would not have taken you out? If he if he's like standing in front of me and he has a machete or something in his hand, he is not taking me out. Now if he su- sneaks surprises me while I'm asleep or something, he got me. I'm a ninja. He's not taking me down that easy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I feel that. So you said because you know I thought I was the only one who loved Ghostbusters. So what about Ghostbusters did you this you just love so much about it? Dude, just the, like the supernatural feel of all the monsters, the pro time packs, Egon and his just being super smart. Him and um, uh, oh man, just just the entire cast. It, it's just like a, a funny movie. I love Slimer. The Stay Puff Man is my favorite character. I just I don't know why. Just this giant marshmallow man walking around destroying the city. It kind of broke my heart when they had to shoot him down. I mean, uh, it. it I didn't want to see him go down, but you know it was created from um, a thought that someone had, and it was it was just a fun movie. The traps, the proton packs, the the ecto one, the sounds that it made, the lights. Oh my god! It's like, dude, I, those are those are like the fire. I even visited, like visited the firehouse, and I got an opportunity to go there, so that was pretty awesome. I'm like, dude, this I, like when you're young, you don't know that these things. I mean, you think they exist, but you don't know that they actually exist. But mm-hmm. knowing that that firehouse actually exists somewhere in new york city i had to go see it and just like if i if i ever win the lottery or something the first thing i am doing i'm buying an ecto-1 and i'm buying it i am buying an ecto-1 it's over nine thousand. 
I'm low key kind of jealous because you actually went to the firehouse. I didn't, so I'm kind of jealous. So yeah, I'm I'm hating right yeah. now. I'm hating. I'm hating. <laughs> but that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So yeah. and also, growing up as a kid, and you know, being like you said, like being a nerd in school was not the mm-hmm. end thing to be because mm-hmm. you'll be picked on, you'd be bullied, you'd be harassed and talked about because they call you weird. This is not what black folks do. So. Mm-hmm. During your childhood, were did you ever experience anything like that? Like not no, I didn't experience any of that um, per se. Because that like if someone like ah, if there was like a core group, you know, I would I would stay within that core group and talk about things. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing that I probably brought up to school, anime or close to anything like that, was like strategy guides to video games and for some reason people like the strategy guide the video game so if it whether it be mortal Kombat or a street fighter game or something they'll they'll like the strategy guys and i'm like okay i'm i, I like this but as far as the bringing up some some manga book or something like why are the pages why do you have to why do you start from the back of the book why do you have to read left to right i mean right to left and it's like ah, i don't want to explain that to people so i'm i'm fortunate enough that i didn't have to be like ostracized like that and it, it was well, one weird time we, we had this, um, I don't know who the guy was, but we had some assembly in the library. And this guy was talking about some stuff. And he was like, all right, uh, now I'm going to teach you guys how to draw. And everyone like whipped out their path to get ready to draw. It's like, we're going to draw one of my favorite characters, Goku from Dragon Ball Z as a Super Saiyan. And I was like, what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Everybody's about to draw Goku right now? And I and I think it was like the episode where it first aired in America where Goku finally turned Super Saiyan, and it was it was just fitting. It's like all right, we're gonna draw Goku as a Super Saiyan because he just turned Super Saiyan and he's about to whoop, but he's about to whoop on Frieza. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I think that was like the first time that it was like, I don't know, I felt happy that everyone was about to draw this character, right. this Japanese character never heard of in their lives, and it, it was this Super Saiyan form that I was stoked about, because I thought it was, like, the coolest form Goku has ever gotten, so that that was a nice, a little nice tidbit that I had in high school. Okay, okay, awesome, awesome, man. And so, so you say you never experienced that, which is good, but have you ever seen someone being bullied or harassed for people of color that, that was in your school, you know, that was always being picked on the bullet for what, for what they love? <sighs> I, I cannot necessarily say that I have seen that. I feel like the, the community in my school were, they, they I, I would say everyone was pretty tight-knit. So if someone, like, no, not not for that. Probably for your clothes that you wear, your shoes that you're having out there from Payless back in the day. Payless was a no-go. But, you know, if you had high waters and stuff like that. But right. not not for not for whatever you like. If you, if you like. If you like anime, if you like Powerpuff Girls, that didn't matter because most people didn't, if it was in that certain group, and even if it was outside of that group, no one would care, like, oh, okay, you like that that cartoon. So it was, no one got a bully for it in, in my school. Cool. That's awesome. That, man, that is great to hear. I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, <laughs> I have, you know, had these talks with people because, you know, there's not enough talk about this in amongst our community mm-hmm. because you still got some people, you still got a few people here that are still ashamed to come out and say, you know, I'm a nerd, I'm a blur, because I don't want to be picked on or bullied or talked about. And which is tough, because society sees us as something totally different for what me and you are doing right now. 
And you know, they say, so y'all not talking about shoes, y'all not talking about shooting each other, you're not talking about how many girls you have sex with, or all the baby mamas, et cetera, et cetera. That's how the world and society see us as. But there mm-hmm. there's more to us than more than people would think. And if somebody wants to come up to you and ask you, classy, ninja. Wait, what you want me to call you? Classy, ninja, Mr. Ninja, Mr. Classy? Which, which uh, like a lot of it, so I the, the gym that I helped co-found a lot of the cl- uh, kids, a lot of the kids, they just call me classy. So you can just go to classy. Okay, so <laughs> so Mr. Classy, somebody wants to come up to you and say, you know what, I want to be a part of the community. I want to be let people know that I'm a I'm a nerd. What would be some of your what would be your advice to that person? I mean, just I mean, just just be yourself. Like I see, um, like before I saw, like I follow Swoozy. He's a, a YouTuber and. You know, he's wearing his Pokemon shirts, he's wearing his Sailor Moon shirts, and he's not giving an F. He's just wearing it, he's back to the future stuff, and it's it's okay to wear that. And it's like, like a few years, well, like I said, when we were in high school and stuff, it wasn't okay to wear those things. You would, I mean, you would probably, probably be labeled something, but now that you're, now that things have changed and it's more acceptable now, just wear what you want to wear, talk about what you want to talk about, go to Barnes & Nobles, stay in the manga section. I mean, post your pictures like, hey, I'm in the best section in the Barnes and Nobles here in the manga and comic book <laughs> section. And like all these, like Marvel with all their superhero movies, it's like they're a box office success now. And being a superhero or being interested in those type of of um, theatrical spectacles are acceptable and it's okay. And it should have been a long time ago, if you ask me. But <laughs> because of, I, I, I feel I feel that since, since the mainstream media has picked it up. It's it's acceptable now, mm-hmm. and it, now that it's making a lot of money, it's acceptable now. Mm, okay, okay, and powerful answer. Thank you for sharing that. And we have a few questions in a question box. Would you like to answer a few? Oh, uh-huh. uh, let's go for it. All right. Ooh, we got a total of five. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. The first question. All right. All right. What is the ninja community like? Do you practice with? Any other ninjas? So the the I the ninja community to me is bar none the best. Um, the, that's the best camaraderie of any group. Everyone's supportive. You go to any competition. There's multiple competitions or multiple gyms in like different states. But you go to any any ninja competition during the weekend, and someone's gonna be cheering you on, even if they don't know you. Hey, maybe you want to try this technique. Uh, you need to breathe. Wait a minute. Maybe you want to try this way. There's all, they're always offering advice, and they're some of the, the friendliest people in the world to me. And I train with multiple people. I I, um, I had an opportunity to like meet Drew Dreschel, Daniel Gill, Joe Morawski, train with RJ Roman and Caleb. All, all these ninjas that you see on the show, I have in some way met them or trained with them. And the training... Always, there's always, no matter where you are in the world, there's no matter what sport you're doing, no matter what academic thing you're doing, there's always someone smarter or stronger than you. And those are the people that I, this is just me, those are the people that I have within my circle to push me even farther. And you want to surround yourself with greatness, and if you surround yourself with greatness, eventually they're going to become great. Okay. Huh. Another question. The water is fucking freezing, huh? How deep is it? <laughs> so that, that that all depends. So you before season five, they they filmed this, the the episodes during the daytime. 
So if the sun was out and it was 110 degrees, that water would be pretty hot as well. But they film it at night now. And I think my first season, no, my second season, season six was in St. Louis. And it was snowing that day Ooh. with a little bit of rain as well. Ooh. So they did their best to dry off the course. But after you, I mean, you hit the water, it was cold. But when you got out, it was freezing. So it all depends on, like, what it is. Uh, if it's, like, inside of a stadium, I mean, it could it could be cold. But you're you're hot and you, you want something to cool you down anyway. But you don't want to get wet. That's the whole objective is not to get wet. But it all depends. But the, the water, I want to say it's about four and a half feet high because I can stand up in it. In a, eh, yeah, I want to say about four, four feet or, or four foot of water. Okay, okay. And but but when, when you go to when you go to Vegas, now that that thing is like twelve feet deep of water. So that, that's a different ball game when you get to Vegas. Okay, okay. There's the answer. And the last question before we move on, Michael Greatness Johnson asks, "Classy, why weren't you at the wedding?" Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michael. So, uh, so that Michael is a fantastic guy, super down to earth. He is. He's like, he's like a, just a big real life superhero. He can probably like just crush a watermelon with his thighs or something like that. That's how big that man is. He's in the cosplay too, and he does a great job at it. But the reason I wasn't at the wedding is because I had to coach some kids at an NNL competition this weekend. So that's why I was not at the wedding. So Michael, he asked your he asked your question. So yeah, but hey, uh, Michael's a great dude. I met him a person a couple of times. He's a real humble dude, very down to earth. Yep. So and and a great cosplay. So that dude is something. So yeah, I I was gonna ask. I say I'm pr- I'm pretty sure he know Michael because he does the same. Oh thing yeah, as I know well. Michael. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh man. So my next question is going to be then. This is the tough question that everybody stumbles on. What are your top animes of all time? Without a doubt, I'm gonna have to throw Dragon Ball Z in there. That's okay. That's been what I've watched, and it's good. Super's not there yet. It's not on the level of Dragon Ball Z. I'm sorry to the people that think it is, but it's not there yet. All the transformations—they're cool and everything. They brought they brought uh, back uh, Broly, which is my favorite character. One of my second favorite characters. My first favorite character is Goten. Okay. So. So I mean, to the reason why I don't like Goku, I know it's like it's his plot, but. He just makes dumb the shit, the dumb decisions that put a lot of people in danger every single time. I'm like, every how day. can you like somebody that does this every time? And it's like, oh, I'm gonna give you a second chance. And then he gets shot in the lung or something. I'm like, see, this is why you need to give people second chances. And it's just like he wants, he wants to test his strength against the strong people. I understand that, but do it when the world or the universe is not in jeopardy. But yeah, that, that's why I, don't, I, I digress though. Uh, so we got uh, uh, Dragon also, Ball Z. Also, I got that. We're gonna have a debate about why you think Super and Dragon Ball Z is not on the same level. Cause okay, it- all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Um, second, uh, you know, I I'm gonna have to say Inuyasha. I just I just like Inuyasha. I just like okay. I like his character. I like the storyline. I like Kagome. I like she. I just like the entire cast of that one. So. That's pretty cool. These are the things that I first started watching on Toonami. So that's where like most of it comes from. But then my third anime, I'm going to have, this also comes from um, Toonami. G-Suit Gundam or Gundam, or Gundam G. Ooh, 
Yeah. Where they okay, like I like I watched the Gundam series and there's like someone sitting in a cockpit and they're like using their these control panels to control it. But on uh, Gundam G, they were actually in a suit within the Gundam. So if they scratch their head, it will scratch their head. I'm like, this is how you need to control a mech at all. <laughs> like that was like the the coolest thing. So I say that that's to me that's the best uh rent the the best version of Gundam to me. So. Those are gonna be my top three for right for right now. Oh, okay. That I can think of. So now going back to the Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super, why do you think Dragon Ball Super is not as great as Dragon Ball Z? Like for, for right now, it's it's still growing and it's still building up the story. With Dragon Ball Z, they introduce a lot well from if you didn't watch Dragon Ball first and Dragon Ball Z was your first anime. And that, that's probably another reason because I'm biased and because it was my first anime that I saw. Okay. And and I was, I feel like Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, they they have a ways to go to like I don't know. In other words, still my heart from a series that I grew up learning all these characters, their habits, the reason why I hate Goku, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and just just like the character building that they had, like those arcs back then. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the some of the newer arcs are t- t- tough to beat. Like you cannot beat Goku turning Super Saiyan for the first time after Krillin got blown to a million pieces, and having Goku turn into a Super Saiyan for the first time. This legendary form that okay. was that that Frieza said to be a myth, and that Vegeta said, "Oh, you you reached the Super Saiyan level." He hasn't reached it yet because Vegeta didn't even know what it looked like. And just like that part there, it's like okay. He turns Super Saiyan, and then Frieza coming back, trunks slicing him, that screen splitting in half, and it's like, dude, like these are those are some pretty cool moments, and it's like the Cell Saga and Vegeta getting his arm broken with the androids, like all that. Those twelve movies, like that was a that was that was a time where the anime was like still new to me. These movies came out that weren't connected to the series, but they introduced cool characters like Broly. That's where I got introduced to him, and it's like. Wow, fusion! What they have a fusion dance? Like all, like all those concepts were the foundation was made right there. Mm. And I feel like soup to me. I feel like super is adding. They're they're adding more to it, but I feel like some of the ideas are not original. They're bringing Frieza back. I mean, he would he he's been brought back twice already, and now here's the third time he's coming back. And then we have <laughs> um super. And then we have super saying. With Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, like it's Super Saiyan Blue, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. You have Be- like now bringing in Beerus and the God of Destruction and Whis and all those other cool things. I like that 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 they're building different worlds and they have twelve universes and we have this one guy, Omni King, who can like destroy a universe like that. I'm like, okay, these 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 are cool. I like it. Okay. And then again, they, they brought Brawly back, and I'm like, okay, they they're. I mean, I I'm happy they bought him back. And, like, all these other forms that Vegeta... If you guys haven't read the manga, I'm not going to spoil it, but Vegeta getting his new form against... I'm not going to... But, yeah, Vegeta getting his new form against this new character that they brought up. Uh, Jiren, that's been shown. um, And uh, Zamasu and the Hakais. I feel like... To me, they, they need to go a little bit longer for them... To me, for them to cement their place as being better than Dragon Ball Z. Okay. You know what? You know what? I can't. He, he got me. I ain't got a debate for that. It's like, well, he touched on babes like, and everything you just said, I promise you, I was going to say. So, but I understand. So, I do. Mm-hmm. And so, Dragon Ball Z alone, for you, 
You said sell the sell art was your was the best art that you liked. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to say yes, yes. Uh, okay, see, for my for my best arc in Dragon Ball Z was the Margin Buu saga. That was my best arc right there. Mm-hmm. So, what about what about the sale the sale games that mm-hmm. kind of may say this this is my favorite arc out of all the other arcs? You know what? I, I probably you just the sale arc because you saw to me you saw well you almost saw of a little bit of Goku's recklessness to put his son in harm's way because he thought something else was gonna happen. And just the fact that they went to the holobotic, holo, oh my goodness, holobotic time chamber, I couldn't even get it out. The time chamber to train and like Vegeta, like, I don't know, kind of taking that turn, kind of taking responsibility for Trunks if he got hurt or something like that, showing that side of Vegeta that you haven't seen before. And I, I don't want to talk about Goku. But just, <laughs> the, just the androids coming into play when you thought you destroyed the main villain, you like, you had Dr. Jiro and you had. Android was it nineteen? Was he like the, the chubby one? Was that nineteen? The the white one with the no, I, like, I'm gonna take the energy. I think that was I think that was sixteen because after sixteen came Android I, I, seventeen I thought, and I eighteen. 16, I thought I oh. thought sixteen was the the big one with the black and green armor on with the mohawk. I thought that was sixteen. No, that's that's right. That was sixteen. What was that Android? Oh, I think he I think he was nineteen. Let me. Anybody in the comments? Yeah, go, go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anybody in the comments, what Android was that with Dr. Jero? Was that Android 19 or? Because I know 17 and 18 were the brother and sister. 16, uh-huh. I think I think he was 19. I want to say 19 too. I... Come on, let us know in the comments. I know somebody know. Michael, I know you know. It's 19, isn't it? Yeah, Mike, he should he should know everything. What's the question? The Android that uh, was with Dr. Jero. That- was that Android? What number was he? What number was he? Yeah, we. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who's not watching right now, we actually trying to get this answer. <laughs> <laughs> was it? And, okay, eighteen. So who was the Android that? Fe- no, I'm thinking about something else. <laughs> who's the? Because I know he had the he had so had the fuse with sixteen, not sixteen, seventeen, 17. and eighteen to become perfect. You're right. So I want, I want to say if it was like if sixteen is the big green and black one, that's then seventeen and eighteen with the girls. He he would have to be nineteen. So what? Oh, it's so many damn androids. Who's the pink one with the tail? What's her number? Uh, I think she's twenty. She's twenty one from the game. Okay, six. nineteen. There you go. Android nineteen. Control was actually twenty. Oh yeah, there you go. So okay. yeah, so yeah, twenty one came from Dragon Ball Fighters. That's a cool game, by the way. But um. So yeah, um, yeah. The fact that you like you 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 uh, you take out nineteen. Vegeta comes in and he Vegeta finally turns Super Saiyan because he was on some asteroid crying because he couldn't turn Super Saiyan. But you know he comes down and he takes out the android. It's like, oh man, just I, I like the English dub of that one because he's talking so much smack to this android that it's it's funny to me. And I'm like, okay, Christian's about to. I, I like what you did with Vegeta right here. And the fact that they destroyed him and Dr. Jero ran away and it's like, all right, well, this is it. This saga's about to be over. Come to find out there's two more androids, well, three unbeknownst to them, but there's two more androids down here that are even stronger than these two. And then they put the city in turmoil and then they have to go train. And then 
he finds and then and then for some reason Trunk leaves the well Trunks gets destroyed in another timeline. Mm-hmm. This other this other android comes out of nowhere and it's like, okay, well we found Trunks' time machine. What's going on here? Now he's trying to find these other androids to become perfect. And then you get Vegeta being the cocky Vegeta that he usually is. I haven't reached my perfect form yet. Oh, you haven't? Well, go get your perfect form and we'll see how strong you are then. <laughs> Pulling a Goku move there and putting the world in danger, creating the cell games, and then they introduce Hercule into the mix, and he's like this amazing martial artist at the the world-renowned martial artist, and just that entire saga, it was a good one, and then you had Gohan achieving Super Saiyan 2, and the Cell Juniors, all that was, it was an amazing experience, just like watching the him trying to destroy the earth and Goku sacrificing himself to save his son from the mistake that he thought he made mm-hmm. and taking him to King Kai's planet. It's like, Goku, what are you doing here? I didn't have anywhere else to take him, King Kai. And like sacrificing <laughs> King Kai. That was just like I mean, he could have dropped him off and then went back to Earth and they so wouldn't have got his um instant uh transmission or whatever, but you know, Goku just stayed there. And having Gohan defeat Cell with the Father Son Kamehameha, that was that was powerful. That was a powerful yes. moment. That was powerful. And I, I gotta ask you this question: Why do you hate Goku so much? Man, <laughs> man God, I, Goku I, get no love like, from I, him. I, like I, I, I watched Dragon Ball, and I don't, I don't, I don't remember too much of the bonehead stuff he did in that one. But this one, he did so, so much stuff. I mean, I'm I'm happy that at the end he did convince. Well, not at the end, at the beginning where he did tell Krillin to spare Vegeta. That uh, the I main Vegeta became a great role character, and like with Piccolo uh, defeating him, he just makes bad decisions that puts a lot of people in danger. He could save a lot of people. Um, he he spared Nappa, but Vegeta killed him, which was probably a good call in the long run because Nappa probably would have been a bad seed, and. Uh, let's see. Did he do anything crazy on Namek? Um, did he did he take it easy on Ginyu, or what? What was going on with that? The reason why he got his body swapped so easily? I think he got. No, I think he kind of he did one of the Goku moves. He kind of got lazy, and that's when Captain Ginyu mm-hmm. got him. So yeah, yeah. And what's yeah? And, and like you know, like uh, incapacitating Birder and Vegeta smoking Jace, which was also a good call. Knocking out Raccoon. Like I feel that. Like, some of those people that he leave behind, they come back to either kill someone that he loves or put the Earths in danger. And he does that multiple times. Like, sparing Frieza. There's no reason he should have spared Frieza. But exactly. he did. And, and he ended up living and he came. Well, good thing when he came back, Trunks took care of him. But still, he put the... And then he did the same... Not even... Dragon Ball... The one where... Um, the, 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 what was it? Dragon Battle of No, not Battle of Gods. The second re, uh, Resurrection F. Um, was that considered in? Was that a Dragon Ball Super movie or Dragon Ball Z movie? Because I know Battle of Gods was a Dragon Ball Z movie. You say Rex, ooh, That's the one. Resurrection. That's the one he turned God mode, right? Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to figure out if it was a, a Dragon Ball Super Resurrection. If it was a Dragon Ball that was Z Resurrection. F. That was Dragon Ball Super Resurrection because that's when he turned God. Cause, oh, okay. Because Beerus was in that one. Okay. Never mind, because I, I was about to say another reason is in that series, he was like, all right, Frieza, I beat you. And then he ended up blowing up the earth and we just had to rewind time. Or was that Vegeta? Or was that on Vegeta? 
I just know I I remember he tried he was gonna blow he blew up the earth and we just had to rewind time so Goku could take him out. So no, because those moments he was fighting Frieza. Vegeta was fighting Frieza, and I guess Goku had like a um what was it a memory or something or a foreshadow that Vegeta that not Vegeta Frieza blew up blew up the Earth, and then Whis did his time thing and brought everybody back to the same time and place. That's when he killed them. Then mm, I I think that I want to say that was Goku's fault too, but um so like even like so Goku like putting Gohan in in the up in the forefront of the battle against Cell. Like, the man wasn't ready. He didn't want to fight. Bruh. He was a peaceful, loving dude and all these other things. So he forced his son to fight. I'm not going to talk about him being a good dad. He, he's just doing other stuff. But he's trying to be the strongest in the universe. He wants to beat all these strong people, putting the earth in danger. I don't think he did it during the, the Boo Saga. Did he? Mm-mm-mm-mm. He fought Vegeta. Like, with, with, like, with, fight, with like, uh, fighting Vegeta in that uh, martial arts tournament where Majin Vegeta, like, destroyed that part of the stadium. Killed everybody. Those people... Yeah, like he could have. Was he there? Go, Goku. I think he yes, was. Yeah, because he was, he was there. Like, he, yeah, he was like, he was like, Vegeta, let's go somewhere else. He could have turned Super Saiyan three because he could have. He said he was holding back because he didn't want to hurt Vegeta's pride. He could have turned Super Saiyan three, put Vegeta down so those people wouldn't have died. But no, he didn't want to do that. And then at the other point, he like he has some good redeeming qualities, like he. Let Vegeta have his pride by letting him beat him up and not turn to Super Saiyan 3 to make sure his Majin powers weren't useless or whatever. And I'm trying to think. Um, he did that. They brought Boo back. Fat Boo. Michael, told, mm. Michael, Michael telling you next ninja competition, the debate is happening. The sale goes. Testing, testing. Uh-oh. There we go. We back. We back. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah, just, it, like, in all the movies, I don't, I just don't like the way he does things. Okay. It's like, he, he can, like, oh, that's what it is. Like, it, even in Dragon Ball GT, I know he's, like, he's fighting these people to find out what their movesets are and to try to find a way to circumvent that, but it's, like, Stop playing around with these people and take them out. Because I think it was in GT, he was fighting that uh, general, general something. He could turn everything into metal. He could have knocked. The, he could have ended this dude a long time ago. But he ended up turning. I, I forgot what happened, but he, Goku could have did something in these early within the early portions of each of these fights to end it. But he decided to wait around. And see what he could do instead of taking him out and like causing more destruction on the planet. And I, I think Goku just does that because he uh, like from 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 Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z, he's always finding that next that next obstacle. He's always finding the next goal because he mm-hmm. said, "I want to. I, I really want to know how strong I am." Which yep. you know he's not thinking at the time. He's thinking that he's not thinking about. The well beings of others. He's thinking, okay, I'm gonna go fight this person. I wanna see if I could beat him or not. And you know, prime example. Um P O um T O P power power of tournament the tournament of power. His his it, yeah, you're right, Goku is goddamn stupid. It was his fault. He, yeah, he could have disappointed it. <laughs> but luckily we got that we we got to see all twelve universes and see Everybody and we got and we got introduced to Jiren, which 
Oh yeah, so yeah, I mean yeah, there, there are some like the the end result is always yeah, Goku did this, but at the time it's like, what are you doing, doing? Goku? Are you thinking? Yeah. You know what? I got a question. Now, have you seen T.O.P. right? The Tournament of Power. Yeah. Now, you see what happened at the end. You see, it was him, Frieza, and Android, Android Seventeen. Yeah. Now, do you think Goku could have beat Jiren one on one? If he didn't have Frieza Android 17 help. Now, I, I want to say once he, I forgot which version of Ultra Instinct he unlocked. But if he, yes, the way he was molly whopping Jiren, he actually could have tossed him into the, whatever the, wherever the out of bounds was over there and called it a day. But I don't know why he didn't do it. And <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know why. Like the entire time you're fighting him, all he, all, he knew what he had to do: just get him from one point of the ring to the other ring and eliminate this guy. But I, I, I don't know why he didn't do it. But then his body caught up to him; he couldn't sustain the form. And then, so you know, with yes, yeah, so without without those without the help of those two, he could have done it, but he just didn't get it done. Okay, okay, fair enough. I just need need to know that. I just need to know that. So moving <laughs> along to the next topic: cosplay. How, how do you feel about the world of cosplay? The, I I I want to hop into it more. I enjoy seeing all the cosplays, all the conventions, and people in cosplay. I'm like, dude, this is it. The Ghostbusters cosplay, the the all the anime cosplays that I've seen. The when, even when Michael has his cosplay, I was like, I need to get my cosplay game up. <laughs> like, I I want to be able to like I, I see how people create uh, scopes and molds of things and. So it fits their body perfectly. I'm like, I want to get into that. So that community seems like it seems like it's amazing. I want to I want to do more stuff with it. OK. And if you had a choice, what would be your first cosplay? And, mm, and so what? If, if I had a choice, so God, probably probably what it actually was like being a Power Ranger. Ever since I was little and I saw it, I wanted to be a Power Ranger. And I, I, my first cosplay was the Green Ranger. I had this ugly. I'm gonna go get my helmet real quick. Go, just to show you. Go ahead, get the helmet, everybody. Michael, you you gotta help my. You gotta bring my boy into the cosplay community, man. What you doing, Michael? Come on, Michael. You know better. Come on now. Get my boy into it. You see, he want to do it. Help help my bro, help the brother out. All right. I know you say hello here, Michael. You ain't gotta respond, but I know you on here. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like my first helmet that I got off of eBay or something. You know, this one right here is pretty big. And I'm like, oh, dude. But at the time, I was like, okay, this is my helmet right here. Oh, my God. That's nice. I liked it a lot. But then I got a little bit more invested into cosplay, and I got this guy over here, which to me is it's like day and night with these two helmets. I see. That's That one more, the one on my left-hand side is more depth. Yeah, like to me, this one... This one is a lot more screen accurate than that one that I had up here. It's narrower. This visor is like it's also narrow, and it, I think it has the right green to it. So this one is what I rock with now. But that first one, I look at, I'm like, what? Like, I mean, this was all I had. It's like, oh, I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> but <laughs> like, but but now I'm I, I'm like more. I get into it. I'm like, okay. I'm going through the forums. I'm finding out who makes the best this, who makes the best that. Where, where can I get it from? Are they still producing it? And it's like a, a search to find pieces to this magnificent puzzle that I'm trying to display to people. True. And 
if you ever worn a helmet, you know that it gets hot in those things. It I'm do. like, dude, I and you and like, I want to stay in the costume, but those get hot too. You start sweating. You're like, bruh, I need to hey. I need to relax. You spitting facts. You are spitting nothing but facts. If you ever wear, <laughs> everybody out there know wear helmets with your cosplay. You know how it is. You put it on. The next thing you know, you put it off. You say, "Boy, did you put baby oil on?" No, why? Your face is shining. That, that, that sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, usually, I, I hate wearing them because of my hair. I gotta like compress that bad boy down, and then once I take it off, and I'm like, "Oh, now my hair is messed up." So I'm like, "I gotta do a lot to push this down." <laughs> oh man! And the reason, so I know you've been, you know, you've been on Instagram and you've seen everything, and you know, we have people that look like us that cosplay certain characters that doesn't mm-hmm. have their skin complexion. Yeah, yeah. And then you had, you know, you have the, the people on here that say, you know, you can't cosplay that character because that character is not black. We all know that Goku is not black. We, we know Superman is not black. So why is it that we can't enjoy ourselves in this community and cosplaying our characters that we relate with? I guess like to me, people have, and sometimes I do like people have like a certain image of a superhero in their head. Like the for the majority of your years, you've seen Superman as a a Caucasian white male portrayed in films and movies and comic books. Same thing with Batman, uh, the, the the Wonder Woman. You got Thor, which is like now a woman, I think. So it's you you have this certain image in your head, and it's like okay. Well, you can't, you, I mean, in in different universes, they have a black Superman, but some people don't read too far into comic books and see that there is a black Superman. It's like, you can't be a black Superman. That's not right. And then you say, oh, I'm this version of Superman. That doesn't count because they don't know that it even exists. So they, they get upset. They get offensive. Like, I feel that no matter what color a superhero is, anyone should be able to portray whatever they like to portray. If they want to, if someone wants to be Black Panther and they're not black, be Black Panther. If someone wants to, to some, so like some of those costumes it's easier to do because you're wearing a mask and people can't see. Like anyone, I can, anyone can be Tommy, even though in the television show he's a, he's a white actor. And it's like, if you're wearing a helmet, no one can tell what you are, but when you take it off, they can tell. But at the same time, it shouldn't matter what color you are or what creed you come from. Mm. If you want to play a character or cosplay as a character, I don't see it why anyone should be. I mean, you know what? There people are entitled to their opinions, and they can like, <laughs> dislike whatever they want to. You, so I, I can't tell them that they shouldn't. I can't tell them they shouldn't be anything. But if if you want to cosplay as a character, cosplay as that character. Don't. It doesn't matter what someone else thinks. If you like it and you think you look good, wear it. Thank you. Oh God, boy. That- <laughs> Thank you. That's that's that needed to be said. It that that need that need to be said. It. So man, this has been awesome, bro. And I appreciate you for coming on, man. So how how was it? How how was no this interview? Dude, I, I I enjoyed it. I haven't. I, there's like a I think another interview coming up, but I haven't done any interviews at all. And it's like it's nice to actually talk to somebody, have my thoughts flow off, and not sound like a rambling idiot on someone else's uh, no. uh platform so it, it's it's pretty neat and to talk about anime mm-hmm. like that's like that's that's that, that's like easy to talk about i can i can go on about that exactly man so but before we go i got one more question for you are you ready right. for the question yes i'm ready, I'm ready. okay here's the question mr 
Classy Ninja. Would you like to play a game? Uh oh. Let's do it. I'm ready for the game. <laughs> that is so awesome. So, <clears throat> these are five games I play with the people that I interview. It's just to have fun, just to, you know, break the ice, just to have some entertainment. So, I'm going to break down each game for you, and I'm going to let you pick which game you want to play. So, game number one is called Hashtags. In Hashtags, I will show you a card, and on this card will have certain letters on it. But, each letter on this card represents a catchphrase, a movie title, an everyday saying, or a song. And it's up to you to name it's up to you to tell me the catchphrase on that card. Now, in okay. this, you have three. I'm going to give you three. Three lifelines. In order for you to activate your lifeline, you have to say the magic word in the anime world, and you know what it is. It is... Nani. Nani. To activate your lifeline. That is <laughs> hashtags. And you have four categories. So, that's hashtags. Game number two. It's called questions. I will ask you four simple questions. And if you so happen to, you know, stumble on these questions, you have to say Nani again to activate your lifeline. You have two. I could be your lifeline or the eight people who's watching this live right now can be your lifeline. But you have to say Nani to activate it. That is the game questions. Game number three is the same concept as questions, but we call it Riddle Me This. Four riddles. Two lifelines. Nani, to activate your lifeline. That is, riddle me this. Game number four is name that tune. I could play any theme song from the Ghostbusters to Spider-Man. It's up to you to name that tune. And in this, you have five categories. And once we get to category number three, that's when things become very interesting. And in that... (laughs) I would give you three lifelines and I could play the song for you as many times as you like. That is name that tune and game number five. It's called finish the tune where I can find any theme song in a Disney song, a sing along song. It's up to you to finish the lyrics in that song. So, Oh boy, Mr. Class, the Ninja, what game would you like to play? Man, I want I want those songs, but I feel like I want to mess that up. Um, you know, let's do it anyway. Let's go with the, the I think it was number four with the songs. Name that tune. Yeah, name that tune. There we go. All right, everybody. So we're gonna play <laughs> name that good old tune. So let me go ahead and set. I need to get close and listen to this. <laughs> All right. Name that tune. So let me set everything up, and we're gonna get ready for it. Fine. All right. To a battle. All right. All right. So, and for the people, we're playing Name That Tune. He has four to pick. So, but also the people that are watching, if you type in the answer, before he answer the uh, question, he will get this sound. Yo, yeah, don't, don't, answer, don't answer before. Y'all don't want to do that. Come on, he's a night coach. This is our brother. So 
we support him, you know. So, like everybody else, he got to get that work. So, you know, I know you be excited. You want to answer, but it's on him. Now, if he say nanny, that's when he could come to y'all, beautiful people that's watching this live. Okay? We got... All right. I only got, only got one more to guess, right? And then we done. Yeah. So, are we good? People in the comments, are we good? Y'all understand the rules? Oh, like, I see the thumbs up. I see the thumbs up. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Category number one. Mr. Classy, number one. Here we go. Name this tune. And three, two, one. Darn it, man. I w- I'm going to say Tom and Jerry. All right. We in. We in. Uh, we in. Uh. All right. Whoa, well, Cosmic. Don't, don't, don't be saying the Looney Tunes. Don't get me. Don't get me. Um, You know that, that sound. You missed the rules, Cosmic. Come on, man. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready for number two? Hi. <clears throat> Number two. Here we go, people. Mr. Classy Ninja. Name this tune. Street. I was confused at first. I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" I was like, "Okay, okay, I got the jingle. I had to finish it out." <laughs> you had to play, had to play it in your head first, Danny. Oh well, Cosmic man, did he? I, I gotta watch. We gotta watch Cosmic. <laughs> oh, let me see. Now, category number three. Now, this is where it gets to be tough. Now, uh oh. Are you ready for number yeah. three? And remember, you still have three lifelines. You got two right. right. So you, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. Here we go. Are you, are you getting nervous? 
a little bit, a little bit. That last one almost threw me, but I was like, oh. All right, here we go. Name this tune. Man, that's the bad thing about watching so many animes things like blur together. It's, it's Nani. Exactly. So he said Nani. Nani. Okay, who would you like to use for your lifeline? Michael Greatness Johnson. Damn, Mike, you should have not got on this live today. He's going to be calling you out 24-7. <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. So, Michael, he picked you. Do I need to play it again, or did you hear it? What theme song is this? I know you got me, Michael. I know you got me. Don't let me down. I bet Michael like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Michael Greatness Johnson. He called you out specifically now. What's the name mm-hmm. of this theme song? <laughs> Do I need to play it again for y'all? You, yeah, you- yeah, play it again for him because he might need it again. All right, here we go. I'm going to play it again. You get it that time, Michael? (laughs) Oh, boy. But I am living for it. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? I think Michael might actually know this one. Because this clue, I'm going to throw a clue out there. It's an anime. That narrows it down quite a bit. It does. It does. It does. But I get. Oh, Michael. Bro, I heard it, but I don't know. Okay. Clue number two. Clue number two. Fighting. Shit, that's. I don't even ever down because every is it Cowboy Bebop? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <sighs> I'm trying to. It's a. Mm. Mm. It, well, it 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 was an older anime. Yes, it was an older anime. Hmm. Darn it. Last clue. Unchained. You got it, Michael? Come on, help me out. Anime. Fighting. Unchained. Mr. Unchained. 
Baki hung Baki. What happened? There you go. Mr. Mr. Unchained. Yeah, Mr. Unchained. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We had number three. That that one kind of kind of ride you up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks, Michael. Thanks. I I got it. Baki. Yeah, he gonna come. He gonna come after you said it, boy. I swear. <laughs> Friends, I tell you the truth. <laughs> All right. Let's let's move along. Man, I should have. I should have like. I should. I should have had that. I should have had that. And you what? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> like they they all blur together. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I think I don't know the the new one on Netflix has the same song, but I've been watching that one. Mm-hmm. So after then I've been watching. Um, I forgot what it's called, but yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right, so this is the last one. So all, he got three right, y'all. This this is gonna be the last one. Let's we're gonna have to make this one a little bit tough. So I gotta dig in my in my brain box. I need to look at my wall for some inspiration. Hmm. Okay, I got one. Are you ready for the last one? Hi. Here, here we go. For all the marbles in the world, this is it. <clears throat> in three, two, one, name this tune. Nani, Mike, I need your mic. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't I don't know that one. Did, did you hear it? Do I need to play it over? Uh, I, I know Michael heard it, but, like, I, I very, very seldom do I hear. If it is if it is an anime, animes with, like, a nice beat to it. I'm going I'm to play it again. Yeah, STL for real, man. I don't, I don't know STL. I'm gonna play it for real. I'm gonna play it again. Here we go. Still stumped. Still stumped. Oh, oh yeah, you got to remove the shades on this one. Uh, you, mm, you, I, <laughs> I know you. You know it. You gonna kick. You gonna kick yourself. I swear you know it. Oh man. <laughs> Why is it giving the army? It's with a. Uh, it's. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, sis. But it's. Not, I see what you're saying. I do. But oh my god! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! 
He got this. He got. I know he got it. I know he got it. Oh wait, we we kind of lost him. He gonna come back, everybody. Though, come on. If people, if you out there that's watching this live, if you know the answer, type "I know the answer." Let's type. No, don't type the answer, but type "I know the answer." Type "I know the answer." Let's see who knows the answer. But don't type. Don't type the answer, but type "I know the answer." We're going to get him back on. We're going to get him back on. But, man, this is, ah, I know. I honestly thought that when the beat dropped, it was going to give him the answer. I thought once the beat dropped, he was going to say the answer, like, honestly. Because that beat, it it stands out. It stands out by itself. It, It really does. It stands out by itself. Oh man, yeah. I'm kind of like, come on, bro. You got, you got it, you got it. Oh man, it it's my ringtone. Oh wow, that's wild. It's your ringtone. <laughs> oh man, this has been a good. This has been a good interview, man. This was awesome. This was. We're gonna wait for my brother to come back. So we're gonna get we're gonna get him right. We 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 gonna get him right. I promise you, we're gonna get him right, y'all. We're we going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I promise you we are. Oh. <sighs> there he go. There it is. Let's go. Come on. He probably Googled the answer. <laughs> oh, man. My apologies. I, I I know my phone was done, and I meant to grab my external charger when Bruh, I went to go grab my helmets. <laughs> you good? You good? So, uh, do I need to play it over? No, no, no. Did um did Michael ever answer? I, I need his help. If Michael, he didn't answer, Michael didn't say nothing. He say no, nah, bro. You oh, <laughs> okay. So, so if they don't answer, can I pick somebody else? Uh I will allow it. STL, I need your help. Let's go, Superboy. I need your help. You it, got it as your ringtone. What is it? STL, what is the answer for all the marbles to help my man, Mr. Classy, out? What is the answer? Yeah, help me. It's the last one. Come on. Come on, for the W. For the dub. Let's go. You need it. Come on. Come on. For the W. Let's go. STL, Superboy, he's calling you. He's calling on you. What is the answer? To this tune that I just played. Come on, Lee. Come on. Oh, the drum roll. Thank you, Cosmic. The, the drum roll, please. Watch this man log off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Spider Man Miles Rollins video. Spider Man, Miles Morales video game theme song. That that is that is. Thank you, man. You gotta you gotta thank you, boy. You gotta thank STL. Yeah, thank you, Superboy. Thank you. That was man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I told you you gonna kick yourself in the book. Like I did, I not know that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it happens. This happened, bro. Bro, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a good sport and playing with us, man. At this time. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and let you pub yourself. But yeah, hold up. Before I do this, y'all, get this brother right here a round of applause for playing. Oh, man. 
was crazy. They were like, we jumped up to 12 when I came back. I was like, where were you guys at at the beginning? <laughs> he wasn't with me shooting in the gym, so, hey. But, bro. And give it up for STL Superboy. You saved me. Give it up. See, this, see, that's how you unify. That's the unity right there. Look out for your federal brother. That's what I'm talking about. Man, yes. bro, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and let you pull up yourself, let people know where they can find you at, what you got working up, and the floor is yours, good sir. Let them know. So you can, you can find me at, if you like, hashtag, not hashtag, at Classy Ninja underscore KF uh, on, on Instagram and on Twitter. Same thing, Classy Ninja underscore KF. And if you head over to Modus Ninjas, that's the gym that I co-own with my partner TJ. We just opened up a second location in Overland Park. Um, so that's going to be oper- operational in February. So check those places out if you want a ninja train. And again, like check out Ninja Warrior. Uh, follow them on Instagram, Facebook. And hopefully if you guys train, you can, be, you can compete on the show alongside with me. And that it'd be great to have new people in the family. So give all of those a shot. And thank you all for helping me. STL Superboy, thank you. And everyone else that stayed around for the entire episode. Uh, just thank you guys. Awesome. Awesome, bro. And we appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on. I dropped my mic. Thank you for coming on, no sharing your story, and letting the people know what you do and how awesome you are, bro. We really do appreciate it. I wish you nothing but success, more success. And on top of that success, more success, bro. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep being you. And everybody, thank you for tuning in to this awesome episode. Y'all go follow, support this brother. If you need any tips and tricks about American Ninja Warrior, this the guy to talk to. Or Michael the Greatness Johnson. He could talk to him as well. But if you want to do two for one deal, you can have both of them. So there's <laughs> that. So but thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all could have been anywhere else in the world, but y'all was here with us tonight, and we appreciate that. And don't give my man a hard time because he didn't know it was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Don't do that. <laughs> Come on, y'all. But at this time, I probably do you want a little help? Ah, uh, baby boys, baby girls, what's going on? It's your boy SKIP.88 here from Blurred Oval. Brought to you another awesome interview with Mr. Classy Ninja himself. Y'all go to follow him, support him, and y'all know what I'm finna say next. WTW, what's the word? Say it with me. U N I T Y. What does that spell? Unity. This is how me, Classy Ninja, and y'all gonna make it to life together. Y'all take care, be blessed, and I'll see you next time on the Blurred Over interview. Peace, take care, and stay safe.